Hello, everyone. I'm Rob Stoddard. I'm the co-host of season three of our Covenant Eyes podcast. But before we get to season three, I wanted to let you know our final episode of season two uh, is coming up. It's with Charlie Kurt from Turning Point USA. You won't want to miss that. But before we get to that, uh, we want to share just a short episode of some interviews and testimonies that we shot at Turning Point USA Faith Conference just a few months ago. We hope you enjoy our guests. Yeah, so my name is Ross. Uh, I was actually born in Los Angeles, lived in San Diego, lived in Orange County. It's about as SoCal as it gets, but there's a few things that really resonate and really stand out. Number one, I was born by artificial insemination. I grew up in a lesbian household with two moms, and the reason why that's important is because when you don't have spiritual headship, or you don't have spiritual authority in your life, you live in a real spiritual realm. And so the enemy, whether you believe in the enemy or not, can do things in your life. And so for me, one of those was the spirit of lust, which led into a porn addiction for nine years. Now here's something that's really key. As I got saved at about 15, 16 years old, I had never heard another man in, in, in ministry tell me, hey Ross, I am free from pornography. And so my encouragement is twofold. Number one, I want you to know that the Spirit of God is greater than any other spirit in the world. And so when the Holy Spirit comes in you and you become born again, it's not just some cute Christian lingo, it's actually the new heart reality of your life. And so for me, I've been completely separated from born for about three years from now. And secondly, I'm so excited for what God's doing on the earth because he's restoring the family unit, he's breaking the spirit of lust and bringing the body of Christ together. So I just want to encourage you, wherever you're at on your faith journey with God, the Holy Spirit can set you free and you can stay free as you walk in intimacy with Jesus and you surrender your heart to God. Hey everybody, it's Karen. I hope you're doing well. We are still in California and we just happened to stumble into one of our amazing friends here. Look yeah. everybody, look who we found, Joshua Broom. Joshua Broom. Hey, oh glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad you're here. So what brought you to this conference? Yeah, so uh, myself and Victor Marks, we were talking about uh, just the, the, the problematic thing that we often talk about, just the pornography industry, how it's impacting families, marriages, uh, kids, yes. uh, so many other things. But yeah, we're talking about uh, a generation that really needs to know the truth. Absolutely. And uh, it starts with uh, hearing the gospel, but also having those difficult conversations that uh, we need to be having in the church and outside the church. That's really important. We speak with a lot of pastors as well as we're at these conferences. What's the message that you would want to leave for pastors listening about addressing pornography? Yeah, I would say uh, not to talk around it, but to actually speak into it. Because the reality yes. is, if it's a $100 billion industry, it's being consumed by a vast number of people. Yep. So just knowing that, you know, Romans 8.1 says that there's, there's, no, uh, there's, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you're in a relationship with Jesus, yeah. there's no shame or guilt that should be keeping you trapped where you are. But you need to understand conviction is from the Lord. Yes. That conviction is to confess. You know, it, it's uh, Romans 2.4 talks about how it's God's love and his patience and his kindness that leads us into repentance. Yes. So if, if we can just create an atmosphere where... Uh, we're going to tell the truth, and we don't, you know, we're, we're broken. We're, yeah. We still right. have a sinful heart, and we want to uh, do things we ought not do, and sometimes, unfortunately, we do those things. And if we create a space where confession is something that is normal, it's not, you know, we're not going to condemn you. You're not going to be ostracized because of that. Um, I think less people would end up in a place where they should never have been or didn't intend to go. Because I think it starts with a small compromise that if it was confessed, it never would have made its way into whatever ends up happening. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So like the, the conversation needs to be at the forefront. We need to talk about it um, because the world is screaming. We need to be uh, talking about this in churches as well. Yes, yeah. correct. I need a little inside baseball here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're a pastor, right? Yeah. We're at these pa this pastor conference. The pastors here are active. They're excited. Yeah. We're talking to them. But let's face it. You go back. You get back into life. Sure. It's really busy. There's a lot of things going on. How do we keep this topic top of mind? We know that it's not the only topic, but how do yeah. we make sure it's something that moves beyond this conference into action? Yeah, so for me, it's I think weekly you should have one person or maybe a small group of people where I, I call them hot conversations, so honest, open, and transparent, and just, hey, um, every week or consistently we're going to download uh, what are the things that you're struggling with? Because if you know, you, you sit down with anyone, you interview them, hey, what are your weaknesses? What are your struggles? Yeah. If you can't identify those, uh, if you're blind to what you're struggling with, if you're blind to uh, what you're weak in, uh, you don't stand a chance at the enemy. Right. So what we could do to help one another, you know, to, 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 to help each other grow, is just, hey, we're going to have these conversations often, and I'm going to trust that you're going to be honest, and you're going to trust me to not just uh, pat you on the back, but also call you out and call you up. That is some yeah. great advice for really our pastors is. and ministry leaders that are out there wondering, how do I bring my team into this conversation? Joshua, that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a great conference. There's still a lot of time left. Yeah. we got dinner tonight that's going to be stellar because we got the famous Rob Stoddard speaking tonight. Yeah, You're going to yeah. get to hear him. It'll be great. <laughs> well, to everybody listening to the podcast, thank you for joining us for this quick episode. We'll talk to you later. Thank we'll you. see you. So my husband and I, we've been married for 13 years on year five of our marriage. Um, it was, it came out that my husband was addicted to porn and we didn't know what to do from there. My whole world fell apart and we ended up going to therapy and my husband's actually a pastor. And so it, it, I, it opened my world to something I never knew existed and I was really brokenhearted, but Covenant Eyes was used as a tool to help me personally feel safe, secure, and start our process of healing and trust. And I can honestly say that I 100% trust my husband and I'm so grateful that he was willing to lose Safari on his phone and add Covenant Eyes and go through um, Covenant Eyes app and everything to, to use. I mean, he's a pastor and it's not convenient, but it wasn't about convenience and it still isn't. It is worth having it just for the fact that I can feel safe, I can feel um, confident knowing that we have something protecting us. It's, I feel like somebody's behind it, supporting um, And so my husband is a big advocate of it. We share it with anybody in our church who struggles with pornography. We're very open about our journey. And this is one of the tools that we give to every single person that comes down our path to do that. And it's been such a success in our, in our marriage in our lives. So I'm really, really thankful for Covenant Eyes. It has truly helped make a difference in my life and many others because I am very loud and proud about it. I'm loud and proud of what God did and how this has just been such a blessing and so many people need it, especially when you're going through the healing process. And then we haven't stopped ever since and we won't stop. We'll continue to use Covenant Eyes forever. Turning Point USA, it is one heck of an event, is it not? Oh, it is. There's oh. so much energy here, Karen. We're meeting great people like yes. Mr. Anthony Watson. Oh, well, thank you very much. You said energy. <laughs> if you want me to bring it, I'll crank it bring up. It, bring it, brother. Bring it. Now, Anthony, you're a former Olympian, competed in the 2018 Olympics. 
But what I love about your story is it's all about overcoming adversity. Mm. And we see a lot of that when we work with people at Covenant Eyes is that, you know, when they want to break free from pornography or their struggle with sexual sin, it's not just a cakewalk. There's no. a lot of challenges that come into play. So just talk a little bit about your own story, going from track, ending up in speed skating, ending up an Olympian. Well, I will give you the um, quick version. <laughs> Simply put, at the age of six, I wanted to be an Olympian. I wanted to go on track and field. Had a really bad knee injury that kept me from going and competing and trying out for the London Games of 2012. Mm. Then I joined Team USA, didn't make the team for 2014 to compete in Russia. So I switched and left Team USA, joined the Jamaican team, and actually made Olympic history as the first ever skeleton athlete. <laughs> oh and my those gosh. of you that don't know, skeleton is the sport where you lay on your stomach going headfirst down the ice track. But in wow. all honesty, it's the safest one. <laughs> That's the safest one. Safest. The, you're only four inches from the ice. So if I fall, you know, that, that it hurts because you're going about 75 miles per hour. Oh, but, wow. Um, you know, definitely safer than having 600 pounds of carbon fiber and steel pin your neck to the ice or yeah. a sled that has a foot off the ice launch you out of the track. So, yeah, it's the safer <laughs> one. <laughs> Love it. Oh, That's my goodness. Great. Well, great. Well, you know, you're here. So what brought you to this conference? Why are you here? I am a TPUSA contributor. So okay. I work and do a lot of the stuff that Charlie does. I actually have a TV show called Campus Crashers. Drops October 19th. Make Woo! sure you guys look for that. <laughs> I, where we go to com uh, college campuses and we work with a lot of the young people that a lot of people might feel are targeted or for their conservative beliefs mm -hmm. with the chapters that Turning Point has chartered on campuses around the nation. Awesome. Well, you're a busy guy. How do you keep it all put together? Grace. All right. Love it. Amen That's a good to answer. That. <laughs> Let's just talk about overcoming adversity because you certainly have experienced a lot in your life. Also, on the, in terms of purity, can you just talk about your own journey for our listeners? All I'm going to say to make it vague because everyone's journey is different. Mm -hmm. Everyone, everyone's circumstances might have been different. The name of the person, the offense, the sin, everything else. All I know is that people in today's world need a fresh and filling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, what people don't understand and know is that the less of God you get, the more of the world you take in. Mm. And so I was somebody in my past that struggled with what I watched on the Internet. You yeah. can't be a guy in 2023 and say that you haven't had that with as much technology that we have these days. Right. And the thing that's making it harder is that now you have people that say sex positivity is an empowering thing that they're now encouraging people as young as 13, 12 and younger to now get involved in, to now push a narrative that says this is liberating when really it puts you in spiritual bondage. bondage right? yes. So what I know to be the truth is that the power of God is greater than that, but it's something that you have to want. Yes. And a lot of people do this whole thing where they're embarrassed like I was. I was embarrassed, but when I finally came clean, I came clean the hard way. It was because I got caught. Yeah. doing all that yeah. stuff yeah. and when I was left there I literally felt like Paul says like a double minded man is like somebody who looks at himself in the mirror and doesn't know what he looks like as soon as he turns his back because at that point I had fallen so far off that when I turn back and look, you don't do that. And that's the nature of sin. It doesn't, if it yes. showed you where you were headed in the first decision, there'd be a lot more people on the straight and narrow. But what yeah. it does is it takes you off by a degree and it's another compromise here. Then it's another choice here. And then when you look back, you're filled with so much remorse, regret, and shame that you then try to hide yourself right. from God. Yes. And I tell people that you can't do that. When you sin, when you're hiding things, when you're living separate things outside of what God wants you to in your sexual life, in your eye gate with what you do and how you carry yourself, you're supposed to feel that stuff because that's the result of it. Yeah. And you're supposed to feel that way so that when you come to Jesus with it, when you repent and you are truly sorry and return from your wicked ways, 
you know without a shadow of a doubt it is God that removed it from you when mm. you feel free and set free from all of that. Ooh. And if more people were able to know and understand that by first and foremost being honest with themselves, yeah. there'd be a lot more men that protect women and pray for them instead of praying on them. Ooh. And we need to raise a I generation of men now yeah. that are going to be warriors and fighters and fight for women, not fighting to force themselves on them. And so the numbers for righteousness and virtue have always been small, but the fervor that they fight with is 10 times more deadly than the cowards that use a little moment of heat to yeah. get what they want. And wow. so for all of you who might be stuck, for all of you people that think that you're past saving and that everything else, it's just like, let me tell you something, a criminal hung on a cross next to Jesus when he was dying. And in his dying breath said, remember me. And Jesus said, today you are going to be with me in paradise. Ooh. You can't bank on tomorrow because God only promises today. But the beautiful thing about his mercy is that he says it's good for today because we're living in the present with him right now. We're not in tomorrow yet. You can't bank on yesterday stuff because it's gone. You only have today, which is in every single moment that you catch breath, God's mercy is ready and waiting for you to change so that he can now fill you with himself and make you the person that he intended you to be. All this other stuff that offers you the cheap, temporary stuff has long-lasting consequences. Yes. In the world, they don't do yes. things because they fear circumstances. We stay pure for the simple fact that we love God. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. Well, Covenant Eyes listeners, I don't think we need to say much more than that. This has been an amazing interview. Thank you so much yeah. for Very the inspiration. Welcome. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Covenant Eyes listeners. We'll be back next time. Talk to you later. We'll see you. Well, I'm Pastor Lloyd Foley. I pastor for 40 years in New Jersey. And um, we've gone through many men struggling with pornography, all kinds of different addictions. And even as a young man, I had my own struggle. What I like to pass on to guys is that the part of addiction that, that works when you know the physiology of it is that you go through this shame and guilt after you stumble. And when you get through that, you and then you fall again, it creates this addictive cycle. So every three weeks, every two weeks, one week, whatever it might be. You're trying, you're hard, you're fighting. The harder you're fighting, the harder you're feeling bad about it, it creates an addictive cycle. So one thing I found to break that is that the moment you please yourself, that moment right then, accept the Lord's forgiveness. Accept from His forgiveness from no. Don't wait till you have to punish yourself for two or three weeks and then you'll go through that cycle. Because that breaks that addictive cycle. That's why Christian men are more addicted to pornography than non-Christian men, because non-Christian men don't have the guilt and shame of it. To them, it's just normal. It's just pleasing themselves. They don't think of it. It's not as addictive. To a Christian man, it's highly addictive because he goes through that process. And if you find addictions, that's how it works, the highs and the lows. So accept God's forgiveness the moment you stumble. And you'll find the next time, the thing that will come to your mind is the love and the grace and the kindness of the Lord. You will not look at women's bodies, you'll be more concerned for their soul. And that positive aspect won't get you into that addictive thing and you'll find that power being broken. We've got a wonderful guest. We've got Seth Gruber, who's the CEO of the White Rose Coalition. Resistance. 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 And then also uh, host of the podcast. Unaborted. Unaborded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. lo love what you guys do. Thank um, you. I, I use Covenant Eyes. I have for years. Um, and I've been part of men's purity groups. And uh, what I tell young men is I say, you know, d don't tell me that you want to defeat your sexual addiction, your pornography addiction. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me you're, 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 you're devoted to purity and honoring your wife, your marriage, your own purity, and your accountability before the Lord. 
if you're not willing to actually take measures to chop off your own hand. And I'm using the biblical Yeah, yeah I love it. It causes you to sin, to chop it off. It's not literal, but it's like you need to actually take significant steps mm -hmm. to take this seriously. And we know right. the statistics, right? It's a, you can assume if you're in a pulpit and you're looking out at a church on a Sunday morning, yeah. you can assume it's, it's, it might be anywhere from 50% of the men are, are looking at pornography on a weekly basis. Yeah. And yep. uh, I think stats from Barna mm -hmm. have shown that it's about the same in the pulpit. Yes. It might be upwards of 50% of pastors yes. who are actively, meaning regularly, meaning yes. probably weekly or more, looking at pornography. And this is one of Satan's footholds in the Absolutely. church today. Sure and this is. goes back all the way, I mean, this goes back centuries and centuries. Like, yes. you know, there's a phrase from Augustine's uh, book, The City of God, it's, it's called libido dominandi. Mm -hmm. Libido dominandi. What it means is um, sexual liberation as political control. Wow. Sexual liberation as political control. So obviously, I care about purity. What you guys do, mm -hmm. because this is this is uh, it's actually adultery. It's actually a form of adultery. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. Yes. If, you, if, if you look at a woman with lust yes. in your heart, you commit adultery yes. in your heart. Yeah. Uh, who was who was it? Was it Job or who was who was you know to to literally to bounce your eyes to yeah. not look so covenant yeah. eyes. Yeah. Make yeah. a covenant but, but with like, your eyes. This is so much deeper and bigger than that. Yes. For for the high priest of humanism behind our culture of death, mm -hmm. sexual liberation, sexual freedom, sexual chaos has always been one of the linchpins of liberalism. Yeah. Because if you can sexualize people and debase them to their most animalistic appetites, right? Yes. Feed me, feed me, gratification, masturbation. It, it, it's the more animalistic side of man. So if you can yeah. get men and women to indulge those more sexual animalistic appetites whenever they have them, they're easier to control. Absolutely. And yeah. as a pro-life speaker who knows the history of a lot of this stuff, I got to tell you, this was Margaret Sanger's plan. Yes. She was a kooky, crazy communist, sexual, yes. free love revolutionary. Yes. Who literally, I don't know if you guys know this, but Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, literally like told her granddaughter when she was a teenager, mm -hmm. she said, I've read her like books and her like letters yes. to her yeah. Yeah. said, I think about three to five times a day for orgasms and sex is a good number. Like this is what like the founder of Planned wow. Parenthood was like telling her little granddaughter yeah. to just indulge every sexual appetite. And so she once said through sex, mankind may attain that great spiritual illumination which will transform the world and light up the only path to an earthly paradise end quote wow. that's from the founder of Planned Parenthood the patron saint of feminism they call yeah. her and yeah. one of the more um, successful humanist sexual revolutionaries on the left yes. that's what she believed indulge every sexual yes. appetite and this is why C.S. Lewis wrote his book The Abolition of Man in 1945 he said, and, and, and I think it was C.S. Lewis's favorite book, actually, was yeah. The Evolution of Man. Yeah. And he said, the head rules the belly through the chest. Mm. What did that mean? He said that um, the chest is the indispensable liaison officer between cerebral man and visceral man. For by his intellect, he is mere spirit, and by his appetite, mere animal. I know this sounds maybe a little heady for your listeners, no, but what was okay. C.S. Lewis saying? He's saying that the intellect, the rational, the thing that makes us different from animals. Yeah. The yeah. rational man, the head, rules the belly. The belly's the animal. Gratify me. Food, yes. ice cream, sex, video games. So yep. the, the rational man rules the animal through the chest. So what's wow. the chest? The Virtue, honor, and morality. Character, yeah. integrity. So what are men without chests? If you remove the chest, but the head is supposed to rule the belly through the chest, mm. then the yeah. head rules the belly with nothing to temper it in between. No filter. Remove virtue, honor, and morality, or a filter, yes. and you can justify through your rational intellect whatever justifications you want to come up with, 
yeah. to justify your more animalistic sexual urges. And this is what has destroyed the family in America. It's ruining marriages and it's ruining the innocence and purity of children yes. who the pornography industry has always had a particular interest in marketing towards. Absolutely. We know this. I just yes. had Joshua Broom yes. on my podcast, one of the top adult film stars yep, we from know. the early 2000s and now believer, pastor, preacher, evangelist. <laughs> We've talked, we know that they market and advertise towards young people Absolutely. to sexualize them. This has always been the plan. Biblically, that is how you destroy a civilization. Reminds me of the Balak strategy. That's what I call it, the Balak strategy. Okay. If Covenant Eyes haven't done this, you gotta you gotta take this, okay? Okay, okay. So you remember Balak, the king, yep. um, tells Balaam mm -hmm. to go curse Israel. But Balaam says, well, I can only say what God tells me to say, mm -hmm. right? And so then he goes and blesses Israel every time, right? Yeah. And then remember the donkey, right? And the donkey talks. Yeah. And so Balak's saying, go curse Israel. And then he keeps blessing him. <laughs> so what does Balak eventually do when he realizes that he, that he cannot defeat the Israelites militarily? He sends women down into Peor to sexualize the community so that Israel will play the harlot. And when the, when the curtains of history next open, Israel's been destroyed. Yeah. What he wow. couldn't accomplish militarily, he accomplished through moral corruption wow. by sexualizing a community. This has oh. always been the point. And yeah. today, when you give this to your child yes. for Christmas, you are giving them porn for Christmas. Do not give this to your children. If you need to use it as an adult, use Covenant Eyes. Amen. And if you really take your sexual addiction seriously, brother, if you're watching this, not only get Covenant Eyes, put your mother-in-law <laughs> as the female accountability partner who will get wow, your browsing bold. history. Wow. Otherwise, don't tell me you take your addiction seriously if you're not willing to literally, metaphorically, cut off the hand. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you heard it on the Governor Eyes podcast. Yeah. Those are some bold Is tips. Is that enough? <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this quick segment. Thank you so much for being Covenant here. Eyes. Yep. We appreciate it. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you Hey, I've been using Covenant Eyes all the way since uh, through college up till now. Uh, it's generally, it's, it's overall helped my um, my faith and my walk with Jesus, um, also into my marriage. Uh, now I'm working with our church and uh, most of our men, I'm always coming and dealing with men that are talking about um, their struggle with pornography and uh, addiction there. And I'm always coming and thinking this is a struggle of theirs, but it has been a huge help. Most of our guys are now on Covenant Eyes. We use the Victory app where there's allies um, that we're checking in weekly. It's, it's a part of our discipleship process and um, part of that whole formation of developing leaders. And so really this is the, this is the um, resource that has helped us um, so much to develop great leaders, especially men and women especially too. Yeah, so um, I went to a Christian Bible college and um, we had to put them on our computers, obviously, but it was just being 18 years old, needing that um, accountability is really the word. It just adds such a level of accountability that um, it really like changed probably my whole trajectory in life. And then having friends later on in life utilize it to get free from, um, from a pornography addiction is just incredible. So. Yeah.